0: Hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My
1: name is John. And welcome
0: to the Riverdale Register. I did it. I did it every time. It's it's a bit, but I also don't really know how to segue otherwise.
1: You know the yeah. It's part of the segue that always happens is you saying that exactly, which is interesting because you know what comes next.
0: No, it's the title of the episode. No, it's. It's what's the episode, John? What are we doing? I'm so sorry. Our
1: audience, Caitlin. Our is audience. our audience? Well,
0: I do have a question from our audience. We love our audience. Our audience is great, and we actually got a lot of good questions this time. I'm gonna read one. This one is from Kay Ward. This is actually something that I didn't think about, but I think makes a lot of sense. So what she was saying is the Cheryl Archie subplot feels like a better version with a happier ending of that one episode from season one where Cheryl tried to kiss Archie after he helped with the Blossom Maple ceremony thing. Remember, they're all in red.
1: I agree. I think they are remixing season one.
0: So that was my question. Are the writers intentionally calling back to that?
1: I think it was intentional. That's what sure. I think too. Yeah, I think that was the closest they've ever gone towards the Cheryl romance the first time around anyway.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great.
1: I have a question for you.
0: <gasps> wow, I don't usually get questions.
1: When it comes to Veronica and Jughead... I ship it. My question okay. is... Okay, <laughs> there's a follow-up. Here in the 50s, Betty is less of the self-harming mystery solver that she is in the original series. Yes. Whereas most of the other characters are a lot more similar to who they were in season one. Yeah. These versions being closer to their comic book counterparts, by changing Betty, making the changes they did to her to be the character she is in the show, who had that relationship with Jughead, mm-hmm. did they maybe cut off some opportunities from Veronica?
0: Interesting. So you're saying that Veronica could have been with Jughead? or well, just... it's like
1: Veronica's the dark one, Betty's the bright one. And then by making Bret- Betty yes. darker...
0: I Yes, I completely think so. Because... Veronica is the foil to Betty in a lot of ways, but the Betty that they show on the show is the foil to Betty in the comics. Right. So it's kind of like, what does Veronica get to be? And the answer was, she gets to run casinos. Yeah,
1: and fight her dad a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: and so I think that because... But even now, you still don't have Betty and Veronica doing much. I mean, it's only a couple of episodes into this season, so you're not really seeing Betty and Veronica as opposites you're kind of seeing a little bit of Veronica influencing Betty slightly, but a lot of it is also Betty being her own agent of change. Like, she is taking the book and she is exploring and, you know. Yeah,
1: Veronica and Betty don't seem to be very, nearly as close as Betty and Tony are in this world.
0: I do think that it is interesting, though, because we've seen, I mean, we haven't seen probably as much Betty and Veronica as we could have seen, but we have seen some. We had
1: recent seasons where you and I literally sat down to think, have these two <laughs> been in the same room together?
0: Well, I do think it it was interesting, but it was like suddenly Veronica and Archie are going to like get married and move in together. And then it's Betty and Archie are getting married and moving in together. Right. So it's like, you haven't talked to your friend in a while. Don't talk, they're not friends. They're not friends. But here they're like friendly. They just don't really care much about each other. Absolutely. Yeah, but I agree. I think that's actually a very good point because who does Betty get to be if she gets to be discovering things at a less rapid pace than first season Betty? Because
1: it was like... She's still compelling now. Oh, she's still so compelling. I think it's also an element of like we've realized that Lily is so compelling that she can make even this kind of stuff Work. A really great. Yeah. And clearly, I mean, you can kind of feel it from the performances, enjoying playing it a lot more than some of the more arch... Serial killery stuff she's done in the past.
0: It's almost like if you told these characters, actually, you think this like is your drama now? Like
1: you should have seen it, but in the future, you know, lived in experiences, right? Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> Lily probably has something to draw on when it comes to uh, uh, the boyfriend who's in the closet doing this to her versus, yeah, you know, the trash bag killers coming after me, and I've been traumatized in the past.
0: God, I really hope that one of those things is
1: more relatable.
0: Though I do like Kevin and Betty's moment here. I thought this was like a nice resolution.
1: Did not think we'd get here this fast.
0: No, but you know what? Good for Betty. No, this is all good. Betty's an ally.
1: This is chapter 121. Wow, love. we have been
0: doing this for so many episodes.
1: Love and Marriage.
0: So Love and Marriage. Did you want to know the title of the episode? I, Do you wanna, I, were you is interested it, in that? It's a
1: title and it's not just the concepts of Love and Marriage. It, let's look up when those were invented.
0: Yeah, let's just go through the entire <laughs> history. So this is um, it's an Italian anthology comedy, actually, from 1964. And it's basically four different stories about relationships. Like a wife manages to cheat on a very suspicious husband. Another one is um, a couple, in order not to give up their comforts, this is from the Wikipedia page, prostitutes themselves. And it was directed by Gianni Puccini and Mino, oh my God, Jorini? It makes sense, obviously, for this episode, love and marriage. Marriage obviously comes up. Not a ton to unpack there. It's not skip, hop, and a thump. (laughs) in any way which we still have many questions about right who would you say like wrote this episode and like then also directed it
1: sorry I was just looking up marriage apparently first came into existence in like 1250 BC
0: oh that's that's very early. Yeah. We, that's kind of an insane thing.
1: Love, I would assume, came into existence earlier than that. I hopefully the beginning of, of, of conscious thought.
0: We actually don't know that, though. We can't. We, we can't be sure. There's no evidence on the internet.
1: Uh, however, the ancient institution likely predates the state. The main goal of marriage early on was to act as an alliance between families. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: It's weird that we just like keep it, you know?
1: Yeah, now it's an alliance between bank accounts and insurance policies. Sometimes.
0: Insurance is good, though. Yeah, it's almost
1: entirely necessary to survive the capitalist system.
0: Well, that's fun. You're
1: married. I
0: am married. It's It's, great. It's a good time. It's really no different of a time. But now Ian gets to be on my insurance. Yeah. Like, not to say that it's...
1: (laughs) Nothing's changed except your paperwork.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, in in a good way. Yeah, Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. Not in a... You love him, though. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's great. I love him.
1: But, you know. This episode was written by Chrissy Maroon. <gasps>
0: Chrissy. She's now
1: an executive story editor and this is her 5th episode. Chrissy's of the best. Riverdale.
0: Really nice human and I love her. So, she, last
1: yeah. season she wrote The Witches of Riverdale.
0: Great. Love it. The Witches, the episode with The Witches the of Riverdale. One with the Witches, yes. Perfect. Perfect. And the yes. one
1: in the fog.
0: I don't I were they in the fog. I
1: believe there was fog in that.
0: One. Okay, I'm sure I remember it but I cannot remember. Is that when they tried to order food in the fog?
1: No, that was an ice storm. It was in
0: the ice storm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, I'm sure. I'm sure it was all great. There was something in that fog. In that fog, it wasn't the myth. No, was it like we thought? Wait, okay, I think the myth? Uh,
1: Percival summoned evil fog. Honestly, to <laughs> like scare people. Was this when Alice was making her movie?
0: When was Alice making a movie? I don't remember. You know, when did that season come out? Season six. Season. Okay, so we're on season seven. <laughs> season six ended in September. Of last year, oh my right? God. Did it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't know either. Who directed this
1: episode? <laughs> this episode was. Thank you for asking. Yeah, this episode yeah. was directed by Claudia Yarmy okay this is her third episode of riverdale amazing last season they did angels in america was
0: that when there were angels in america that's correct okay cool. you got it right great
1: that was the time travel one
0: amazing was that when there was a scop- a skip hop and a thump no. any chance no. no okay god no no
1: not <laughs> that episode do that?
0: i don't know very confusing what does that mean
1: she also recently directed an episode of ncis after my time there
0: oh man and
1: i know right that would have been convenient oh uh, that would have been great and The Winchesters, a show I believe oh. nobody watches.
0: Is it? It's happening? It's on?
1: I believe it's canceled.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Was that the one where, like, uh, Jared Padalecki and uh, the other one, oh my god, what's his name? The brother. Jensen. Jensen. Where <laughs> Jared Padalecki, like, like it He was found announced. out it
1: existed on Twitter as it was announced, and Jensen that, was a producer.
0: That is actually, I have to say, you could have texted him. Like, you could have... You could have texted. It does. It sounds
1: like, from Jensen's perspective, he's like, next thing I know, the show was picked up.
0: (laughs) I could see them moving very fast, but unless it was, like, three days, I can't imagine. Like, wouldn't you be like, hey, Jared, I just want you to know that, like, these characters. Right. And everything that I've seen
1: is, like, their best friends, you know, behind the scenes.
0: That's a very weird thing. To happen. Did you ever watch that show? I watched Supernatural a little bit, but not enough to be like, I have a strong opinion on anything. Do you anything.
1: know how many spin offs they have tried to get off the ground yes, for we that do. show? Yes, there was
0: Wayward Sisters. Right. And there was another one. There was, like, the
1: Chicago (laughs) crime family one. Where all the Chicago crime crime families were different kinds of monsters. I like that. So there was... That's so fun. There was a werewolf crime family. I think that's
0: a good idea. (laughs) I think they should do that again.
1: That is kind of more of a, like, oh, this is a unique opportunity that we could only do in the world of Supernatural. That's
0: fun. And also, think about, like, if werewolves were criminals. (laughs) Like, that would be really fun. When I think about
1: werewolves, I always want to know... How are they stealing things? How could they use those powers yeah. for crime? But
0: think about like, there was this, um actually it was a Roberto show. I just read the pilot. I, I don't think it actually got, I think it was made, but I don't think it got, it, did, it definitely didn't get picked up, mm-hmm. but it was called The Brides. And it was Dracula's brides. No, but this it, checks
1: out. This would be a Roberto show. Yeah, but it was
0: so fun. And it was like all three brides like lived together. I think it was like in Manhattan. They're
1: all brides of Frankenstein.
0: No, of Dracula. Oh, okay. So they're like like witches. No, right. they're not. They're and they're vampires. So.
1: Dracula just lives in New York.
0: <laughs> no, Dracula was like not around. I forgot like what happened. I think he was like on a boat or something. I don't know. He was like busy. He, I think he was in a coffin. He, right. Something happened, but like one was like Cleopatra, I think, or something. I probably, oh, they're immortal. Yeah, they're like three three different women, and they all like kind of came from different times in history, and one was kind of like the head of them. I think I
1: heard about this getting like picked up for a pilot or something.
0: I think Gina Torres was in it. No, she wasn't. No, she
1: wasn't. Yes, she don't, was. Don't play me like this. I think she was. Was she? I'm pretty sure she was. You don't lie to me right now. I could just Google it.
0: Gizmodo says a vampire drama by Roberto Agur sacasa wasn't picked up but could still have life that was in 2020 yeah
1: they're lying to you
0: Gina Torres yes it was so fun it was such a good show I mean it was a good episode yeah, of television <laughs> that didn't uh, ever get picked up but good script there's so much vampire stuff now now? yeah Renfield okay there's another uh, movie that trailer that I saw before Renfield called The Last Voyage of the Demeter Demeter yeah and that's vampire movie. That's
1: actually from, like, the classic Dracula myth.
0: Is that what it is? It's is like, it... he
1: travels I knew. to, on, on this boat, that boat, that and boat? when it arrives, yes. the entire crew is dead.
0: So that's just, like, a very small part That's, like, of... how he
1: ships himself places.
0: Why did he have to kill the crew? He was hungry. I guess, but, like... When did it happen?
1: Based on that trailer, it seems like this is a Dracula who's like, he's all about eating people. Right, that's true. He's not really complicated.
0: No, he didn't seem like ultra charming or anything. No, no, No. he was not
1: not hypnotizing people, like give me the neck.
0: Yeah, no, he's just like, "Mm, consume you. How was Renfield? Okay, so I I liked parts of it and I did not like other parts of it. What I didn't like was it felt like it was a vampire movie that suddenly became like a a cop versus gang movie mafia movie oh. so you know what i was just complaining about or what i was just saying would yeah, be a yeah, good yeah. idea you, the, the
1: supernatural <laughs> show that actually has that that's what that has Malibu. that
0: that's a good idea but this was like not it was like two separate movies that were like that met in the middle as opposed to dracula's running a crime family this was like renfield has dracula and then aquafina has she's like a cop and then there's like she's trying to take down Ben Schwartz's Mafia Family.
1: Ben Schwartz's Mafia Family? Yeah,
0: Ben Schwartz's Mafia Family. Because when you think Mafia Family, <laughs> you think Ben Schwartz, the voice of Sonic.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jean-Ralphio. Yeah, yes, of, course, of course, runs a Mafia Family.
0: It was funny, but there were parts of it that I was like, I want more Nicholas Holt as Renfield. Does and- it
1: feel like someone watched an episode of uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows and um, then like, wrote this based
0: on that? It definitely has shadow vibes that's the best part of the movie though like definitely you could see them being like we love this thing yeah but like it's we very need- very
1: hollywood to be like all right and then they're gonna run into just a gang <laughs>
0: right exactly yes exactly <laughs> and it's like a little bit like there's like some things where i was like you know like there is a story that you could do it's in new orleans like that's fun it didn't have to be classic vampire you know, in New Orleans, doing vampire things story. But like, I was like, but it just kind of feels like, as Ian said, the problems in the movie were all solved by someone kicking harder than they have previously kicked. And that was how the movie was resolved. <laughs> and so that's a spoiler. <laughs> but, you know, Nicholas Holt is just a little baby angel. I love him. And Nick Cage is amazing. And everybody else was good. It was just, I didn't, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was like watchable for sure. Great. Yeah, but can I complain about one more thing and then I will move oh, on? Oh, dude, hit it. Okay, so this has nothing to do with the movie, but the movie is only ninety minutes, which is actually a good yeah, thing. Yeah, love that. Love that. However, I saw it at a dine-in theater that was not the Alamo, um, and I won't I won't slander them on this podcast. I ordered food like after the trailers, right? And it's a ninety-minute movie, so I was like twenty minutes, like okay, like that gives me seventy minutes to eat my food. It didn't come for like, like literally like seventy five minutes into the movie.
1: I don't understand why you're not naming the movie theater. It's, it's lo- not the movie's fault. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's the it's the lookin' in Glendale. Um, so it's look in Glendale. I, I like that theater a lot, but I was like, why would you set this? Right, your up? Your food has but arrived like,
1: mid climax, and they're like, you got to sign this check. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. And I was just like, I don't really even have time. It's also like I got a pizza, like a whole pizza. So I'm like, I don't have enough time to eat this pizza and then enjoy the movie and not be stressed that oh my god the credits are gonna roll. I'm eating this pizza. It takes me a while to eat food. Okay, we can talk about Riverdale now. I'm so sorry. There are
1: four <laughs> plot lines in this episode of Riverdale. Uh, we have: Have you considered Vughead?
0: Oh, you know I have. I <laughs> have considered. We've been
1: seeing red.
0: Oh, clever.
1: Yeah, right. That was a good was one. wondering about uh, that. Gay panic.
0: Okay, I can see where that's going. And science you want to start with science, because this was like... I texted you, I was like, wow.
1: learn something. Yeah,
0: I did. I, maybe?
1: Unclear no. how
0: authentic this is.
1: So last week, the teens got horny, and then this mm. week, they all got the repercussions of their actions.
0: I get... Yeah, new Midge is pregnant.
1: Midge tells <laughs> Fangs she's probably pregnant.
0: This is a problem that I have with a lot of teen dramas, where they're like are you sure? And they're like, I mean, I didn't take a test or go to the doctor, but absolutely, I am sure. So I was like, cool.
1: See, that's something yeah. where like, if a if a girl told me I wouldn't be able to argue back against it, I'd be like, I don't, I, I do not, you probably, you probably know. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I think you should take a test. I think you should at least take well, a home test. this apparently
1: is at a time where home tests are not readily available. That is
0: fair. This is, This is different than the Degrassi episode I'm specifically referencing. Yes. Where Emma Nelson, who is insufferable, just says, I'm pregnant. I didn't take a test, but I know. And then she's not pregnant. And it's like a whole thing. That
1: is really funny. Yeah. That would happen in high school. Yeah. That is more realistic to the high school experience.
0: Yeah. People freaking out because probably because of shows, honestly, because Mm -hmm. shows make you think you're pregnant
1: all the time. Fangs tells Tony about his situation with Midge. And she knows how to confirm the pregnancy.
0: Where did she learn this? What an insane thing. You want
1: to explain what it is? I
0: mean, I'll try. Okay, so Tony says they're going to meet in the biology lab at like midnight. Sure.
1: Middle of the night. (laughs) With
0: with Midge's urine.
1: They got to get some pee.
0: In a... In, like, a syringe.
1: She says she pee into a syringe?
0: I assume she doesn't pee into the syringe, John.
1: I assume no, they, they get, like, like a funnel in that. Right,
0: exactly. It. Just to clarify, that would be... I mean, all of this is insane. But then they inject the frog with the pee? Correct. And then the frog
1: gets pregnant? <laughs> it's... It's, like, a reaction? They say the frog lays eggs. Are they alive eggs right or, that was, I don't think they're fertilized I think
0: that makes more sense I okay. think they're just
1: <laughs> eggs
0: so I like how they don't really clarify that at all no it's like, Mitch just like
1: wait but then I'm gonna have frog babies right I was
0: like if you have five are you gonna have 500
1: frogs you're telling me humans with the P of a pregnant woman can just impregnate frogs because right. that seems like something we would be talking about every day exactly
0: I think that would be the only thing I ever ever mentioned <laughs> Funny fact about people. Have you heard me
1: get pregnant frogs? Also, it's like, how how did the first person discover that this was a thing that could happen? I think
0: about that all the time with so many things. Like, how did we know that we could eat the eggs of chickens? Like, that seems like a terrible idea on paper. Does
1: it all be great storylines in my cave, caveman show?
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they going to do that? Are they going to figure it out? <laughs> like, someone's going to try it first and then convince everyone around them They're not insane. In this case, I think this was weird.
1: Whoever invented this had to have multiple meetings to convince people. They had to show them it a bunch of times. And even then.
0: I don't know how science works, but it's cool. I mean, the other thing I will say is Tony just feels like very chill about this. She's like, we're going to take. Tony's really a
1: (laughs) team mom. Not teen, team. Team mom. Team mom. If anyone's got a problem, they're going to go to her. They're going to go to mom and ask her for help.
0: And I, it's weird because it seems like Fangs... There's something about their storylines being so similar, yet so different from how it is in real life. Like, Fangs is a dad to little baby. It,
1: yeah, this is... It is doing the remix. Yeah, it's it is, It's more subtle. Yes. He is with Midge, but he's still a father. He still looks incredible. He still looks great. Tony tells Fangs to clean himself up and go ask the clumps for Midge's hand in marriage. It
0: doesn't go well. Because they
1: love each other. Uh, yeah, No, it doesn't go. He looks great, yeah. which apparently isn't enough.
0: Right, exactly. They're like, <laughs> but your hair, it's so well-oiled. Yeah,
1: you're too beautiful and it makes us uncomfortable.
0: Fangs is told by Tony, go be a rock star <laughs> in four months.
1: That's right. They have four months until Midge starts showing. And in that time, if they can make Fangs a popular enough rock star. Then Midge's parents would go, well then that guy can have our Catholic daughter's heart.
0: So I guess this is a, a fun plot point for a teen movie though. Like that, that could be That crazy.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a great 50s teen movie. I wonder if this could be an opportunity to bring Josie and the Pussycats in for one episode. Just one, but, guys. Come on. And like they're not from the past. They just the same bus rides right. into town. They go, what's going on? Stuff is
0: weird, but it's always kind of weird here. <laughs> yeah, let's
1: not overthink it. It's fine. And that's the end of science. Science. That's the whole deal.
0: Okay, so what's like the next tiny little baby plot? Gay panic?
1: A Gay panic has the has the least of a cliffhanger at the end.
0: Yes, yeah, so let's do that then.
1: So, who's gay panicking? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin returns the sex book to Betty and tells her <laughs> he's got an idea. What if we wait until marriage?
0: I actually have kind of like it's a couple of thoughts about this whole thing, but do we go immediately into Betty crying in the.
1: Well, I just enjoy Betty's reaction being, you enjoy that. And yeah, then exactly. breaking up with him on the spot and getting out of there.
0: I think it's funny because we know why Kevin wants. he is like kicking the can down the road as far as possible however imagine if it was like the genders were reversed here right
1: and that's what's funny about the following scene where Tony says you wanted to wait until marriage and he wouldn't
0: and she's like with the most like beautiful like quivering lip ever like no like mm. right hold on let's see can I bring back the Betty impression um no I didn't want to wait is that okay I could be better no I didn't want to wait that's it not is, bad.
1: It is kind of strange that you you couldn't do the inverse of this scene. And it have would it feel really uncomfortable. It wouldn't be like a beautiful self-empowerment thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, I don't think there's anything oh, inherently wrong with either person breaking up with someone and saying, that's not what I want. I am going to break up with you. But it does make you feel like a way worse. It does make the person seem shittier i think if it's a guy saying it to a girl but i think that's also because gender roles and because what men are taught to value yeah over what women are so here betty is like i'm actually asserting what i really want as opposed to i'm i mean she's not pressuring kevin
1: no but you can't quite extricate those urges from men from our history of right
0: right exactly like yes i think it's a very different sociological perspective i don't know i'm just saying big words now but we all get it really smart when you say that. oh my god thank you so much wow wow (laughs) i'm a genius (laughs) but yeah so betty is horny is essentially and and tony has a
1: solution for that coffee at the dark room a place where no one gets horny
0: i love how she's like oh this this is crazy. Kevin so Betty and Tony go to the dark room and Kevin and Clay are now there in Clutching <laughs> each
1: other as if gravity is ripping them apart.
0: It's beautiful. But I have a question. Why would Kevin do this here?
1: Night one.
0: Right, exactly. In like, public. He was so afraid of anybody seeing then. He was like, Let's go to the place that My girlfriend famously liked going. All of my friends go here. Exactly. So therefore... What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Well, anyway, it was a beautiful loving embrace and I ship it very hard now, but But, Betty is understandably kind of sad.
1: Betty's a little shocked and surprised. Yeah. And then she gets home and Alice has an interesting perspective on on, on, on this situation.
0: I have a thought about why Alice's perspective is like this, but Alice is basically like, yeah, so he's gay. That doesn't mean you can't get married. Alice
1: is upset. She's like, did you break up with Kevin? He's going through a lot right now.
0: For example, he's gay and doesn't know how to tell anyone. Yeah. So I think this is about Hal being a serial killer. But
1: Get it out of his system, settle down, start a family.
0: I I think that this is like the, the 50s version of it. Like her being like, I'm just going to deal with whatever my husband does and not care.
1: It feels like she's still dancing around the teen pregnancy thing.
0: Well, that is something... Yes, that is another thing where... So,
1: like, Kevin is safe for Betty in the sense that he won't do anything to her.
0: Well, I think the thing about Alice is always that she does love Betty and does care about her and does want, quote-unquote, the best for her, but also shows it and behaves in a way that's just so fucking uncool. Always. So she's like, yeah, being be in a sexless, unhappy marriage with Kevin because that's safer just like I'm in a I don't know about sexless, but an unhappy marriage with your dad. (laughs) For sure unhappy. Yeah, for sure unhappy, probably because he's a serial killer. Just saying. (laughs) I think that's where we're getting at he's
1: pissed because he killed Ethel's parents and now (sighs) Ethel's here
0: I mean that would be kind of annoying
1: yeah that would be super
0: super weird not really
1: a good you know my wife is my teammate you know exactly
0: not really being a good team player Alice you're not practicing what you're preaching here it's pretty (laughs) fucked up man poor Ethel Mm. unless she killed her parents yeah in which case dad yeah
1: I I mean she does have an alibi this week
0: allegedly we'll see I guess she does
1: Betty comes to see Kevin in the music room where he tells her that whatever she saw was just him and Clay fooling around. Yeah, I was like, Kevin. You know how guys like to just (laughs) clutch each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lovingly embrace in the most beautiful way ever to the sounds of Unchained Melody. Right. That was a joke. (laughs) Hilarious. I love that for it. Yeah, love it. Amazing. Oh,
1: good one. (laughs) So fun. Anyway, she presses him slightly and he uh, folds like a lawn chair. Yeah. Uh, He apologizes for wasting Betty's time,
0: and she's like, "I don't."
1: You didn't uh, waste my time. We didn't do anything interesting.
0: (laughs) She's like, "In another lifetime, I bet we were just best friends. I bet that would have been nice. That
1: would have been great. I I bet that wouldn't have been dark for either of us, (laughs) especially you." (laughs) Yeah, Alice found the sex book. And she oh. tells Betty it's filth and asks where she got it. Betty tells her she has no idea where she got it. And then Ethel, mm-hmm. Ethel admits it was her. And then Betty gasps because she had no idea Ethel was here. <laughs> like, wait, wait, this
0: is back? <laughs> this whoa,
1: was, I thought we that was last episode. Yeah,
0: no, very confusing. You were in jail. Are Betty and Ethel friends? No. No. Why did, why did Alice agree to this? They needed a parent right and she was a parent it was
1: either her or mary
0: i guess yeah and mary has a lot going on mary is stressed always yeah for good enough reason in this episode i guess i love this episode by the way because of the cheryl and archie plot line it kind of mirrors this one and i loved it i thought everyone was giving an excellent performance and archie was acting like a dumb dumb man but he was so cute
1: i have a thought it would have been cool if sheriff keller had been like she's gonna come home with me and not stay at the station and if we got like a nice moment with him and kevin and ethel
0: yeah i don't think sheriff keller's chill in this time yeah it doesn't seem
1: like he's chill in this timeline no
0: he has a chill beard is not chill could be chiller yeah could be more chill i've
1: never meant this more seriously you need to chillax yeah betty tells kevin that she read a chapter in the sex book on (laughs) men like him and she thinks he's brave
0: that's great. He hasn't really been brave, um, but he is going to be brave
1: moving forward. Is this good allyship? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, I think. I mean, I, it's like he's—it's not a choice. So like no, calling that, him brave, is, I, but to well to be more open is brave.
0: I think what she's saying is it's brave that he is going to be with Clay, presumably. Presumably. But yeah. Yeah,
1: Clay's pretty open about it.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's also like, you know, it's hard to be yourself and hard to admit that to yourself in this time period so really you know kevin will do what kevin can do and it's brave enough and yeah and now he'll be nice to betty again i think
1: nice to betty again yeah it'll be good and then she tries to give him his pin back and she (laughs) tells her that's your mom's pin and then betty goes home and demands alice tell her who ethel is i mean where ethel (laughs) Ethel is and alice says she's with the sisters of quiet mercy and then i said ah no yeah the nuns are back so do you think
0: Alice went to stay at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy?
1: It feels like Ethel is playing the role of Polly this season.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. It doesn't sound like Polly's coming back.
1: Maybe not in this, one. They, they do mention, Alice mentions Kevin's mom.
0: Yes, I was like, what? Who is she? Yeah.
1: Crazy.
0: Yeah. They should have just had her be a nurse in the military in the Korean War or something.
1: I don't know. Yeah, No, that makes sense to me.
0: When did women, when were they able to serve in the military?
1: I feel like there were nurses back in World War II.
0: Right. I guess serve in the military in the sense of, like, fight. fight.
1: Not until later. Yeah. You know, as long as the draft exists, I don't think women serve in the
0: And you know what? Lines. That's okay.
1: Yeah, you're open to
0: that? Totally fine. I don't want anyone I to I mean, I'm not super chill with
1: being drafted. Right. So. I don't want
0: you to get drafted, but I don't want me to get drafted either. Right, right.
1: So. Right. Your priorities.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of us shouldn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
1: But, um. Betty does confront Alice over the pin Demanding to know what Alice is so afraid of And the answer is teen pregnancy Ask Midge
0: Yeah, Midge is gonna go through it Don't you think that Betty is gonna have like a campaign Or something where it's like We should have daycare in high school I just feel like that's gonna happen Sure, I don't know I think she's gonna like be a progressive fighter Of the 50s Yeah,
1: maybe we'll get Which uh, wave of feminism was that?
0: Man, that's really hard to say I have no idea What? So, I thought you were a feminist. I am, but I don't know what wave. I don't know. I'm the best one. I try to be the intersectional. tallest wave <laughs> possible. Exactly. Unless it's like that makes it worse. I don't know if it's by height. I is think it it's, a wide wave thing, a height thing? I think it's rounds. <laughs> Guys, feminism is important, but don't ask me questions about it. Come on, I don't remember.
1: I don't want to say the wrong one. Do you want to go with Vughead or Charchie?
0: Uh, uh, Charchie, because that's fun. Charchie, that's horrible. Because it's that's the thing. It's C H, but it's Cheryl, not I mean Cheryl, Char-chy. not Charchie. Sharpe. Because it's like I've been saying Chony, but it's actually Shoney. Shoney. Shoney with a little accent at the end. Tone.
1: Julian. 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 Yeah. Uh, confronts Archie over going all the way with Cheryl.
0: Would you ever ask someone about your, like, sibling sex life? Because I think that's so weird. Why to be like, I already know too much, but tell me more about it. No, what's wrong with you? What was it like? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. I mean, if you're going to, like, try to shut down those twin-cess rumors, Julian. I feel like... They don't exist Yeah, no. Cheryl he, and, no,
1: he has no attraction to his sister.
0: No, which is important.
1: Like that girl I live with?
0: Yeah, it's like they're
1: co-workers. They're not friends. Julian started this, and Archie... Did not finish it, so I was wrong last week. They did he, not go all the way. Well, it was it was implied. It was yeah. Archie takes Cheryl aside to say, "We barely made it to second base, so why tell Julian we scored a home run?" Which I think, I think, yeah, I don't think Archie knows that's like a metaphor for sex. I think he invented that at that exact wow. moment, and it will catch on from there.
0: This is a Back to the Future moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Because he genuinely meant it in baseball terms.
0: Right, of course. <laughs> not a smart man
1: and she asked him to go along with her to protect her from her family
0: so archie could have put some pieces together
1: but does not boy's got a savior complex
0: yes but also could have been like i wonder why she would need this that lamp yeah this that is like lamp? The lamp ever it's just never never even as like it's weird though right that this would help her it's always just like i guess this is what a she chance needs. to be good in it it's it's very weird but you know what it's okay betty is like immediately gets it clicks done no nothing Mm -hmm. here not here tony's like mile away
1: he could really use a betty beside him to be like hey honey no bad pots. yeah exactly
0: here's his book by the way read read this (laughs) chapter it's very important
1: mary wants to know if archie really did it with cheryl
0: I don't know why people are asking.
1: He has to be like, uh, yeah. And she's like, well, damn it. Now we have to go put on a suit and go to an awkward family dinner. <laughs> because you, you two did? had sex,
0: we have to go to <laughs> like, the gothic like, mansion. I cannot
1: believe that there was a time where, where life was like this. If, a kid's, if kids lied about having sex with each other, their parents would go have dinner and go, like, gotta get married.
0: It's insane. It's also weird because it's like, it's not like they got, it's not like Cheryl is the midge in this situation. If Cheryl was like having, oh, I think I'm pregnant or whatever. Right. This is
1: all. This is all still out of that birth control deal.
0: Yeah. I guess they just assume it's like one and done. Baby. Get a
1: frog. What are you doing? Exactly. (laughs) You can know for sure. Get
0: the frog. Make the frog have eggs. It's so weird and gross. Also, um, that was not a real frog. What? I don't think that was a real frog. What do you mean? It just looked very fake. But the eggs were real. Yeah. Of course. Obviously, they they impregnated a different (laughs) frog. I guess it's impregnate. I don't know. It's weird. Please don't hurt frogs. Anyway, what are Speaking
1: we of hurt frogs, Cliff Blossom is back. <laughs>
0: a hurt frog. Yeah, you yeah.
1: Know. And uh, he's the mayor, and he's cool. friends with Senator McCarthy, who you obviously know from history class was a right. great American. Right,
0: exactly. Famously great man. Okay, uh,
1: widely known as being on the correct side of history. Totally, yeah. And Archie, what, is, what, what, what does Archie think of the Russia problem? <laughs>
0: I like how he answers it because he just repeats the question back. Yeah. He says the Russians are a problem. Right.
1: First, he's like, he's going to the one thing he knows about Russia. Big. Right. Russia is big. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> then he goes, big problem. Wow. Archie has great geopolitical views, but I, I, I do think it's <laughs> funny that Cliff is the kind of guy who's like, he said what I said back to me. This kid's smart. Right. Exactly.
0: The, the Blossoms are kind of uh, like the Boris and Natasha from that cartoon.
1: That cartoon?
0: Deadly Do-Right? Is that what it is? But Boris and Natasha.
1: Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Sure. I no. mean, I think those two like shared an hour. Like,
0: yes. Are they the same thing? I don't, I mean, all I know is that ride at Universal... Universal not Islands even the movie? Of, I did see that movie. <laughs> I did with Brendan Fraser.
1: Again, no, Rocky and Bullwinkle's movie.
0: No, I did not see that movie. Mm. I saw the Dudley Do-Right movie. I'm sorry, that existed, right? Did I make that up? No,
1: Brennan Fraser played Dudley. Okay,
0: cool. I was like, that's that, a
1: real thing. It did happen. That was, that was a time in our lives we all lived through. Uh,
0: Brennan Fraser was like everything at one point.
1: He had a really good run. Yeah. Cheryl seems kind of jealous of Archie's relationship to his father. They talk about him outside. They go outside yeah. on a bridge. And he tells her that his dad loved westerns. And they talked about becoming uh, moving out west and becoming ranchers.
0: I think Luke Perry was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: He was. More than that, they were like the superheroes of the era.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
1: And Cheryl in that moment finds what's attractive about Archie and kisses him.
0: Healthy relationship with his father.
1: Yeah, hot. Yeah. It's pretty good. (laughs) It's a little weird, but okay. Apparently without Archie or Cheryl's decisions, it has been decided that they're going to get married. So that's good. Right patriarchy is going to give them a compatibility test I love tests and even Mary says this is taking responsibility for Cheryl and her and her reputation holy shit I'm glad birth control exists oh my
0: god yes so is the idea that they think that she's just gonna get pregnant
1: I have to assume it's just it's still part of the ecosystem yeah religion is so deeply ingrained at that point too that any girl having sex and not married, In the eyes of the elder generation, yeah, it's
0: all wrong. People must, though, have been having sex in the 50s. I agree. So it's just like if your parents kind of don't find out. Well, I think
1: there's a difference between people and people in the white suburbs of the 1950s.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Though I have no idea what era the Blossoms Live in because they feel like literally eighteen hundreds
1: oh, descendants of barons and baronesses. Yes. We find out in yeah. the next
0: scene they might be vampires.
1: The uh, patriarchy who I, I caught in this one is named Doctor Worthers. Yeah, the Worthers original.
0: Hey, descended from a long line of Carabell Worthers.
1: <laughs> tests. Yeah, he tests Archie and Cheryl, and asks if they come from similar backgrounds. Cheryl, <laughs> barons and baronesses from Europe. Cool. Archie. Grandpa already barely survived the Dust Bowl. <laughs> That's not funny. Barely survived the Dust Bowl. You live in New York State. How far out did he go? We Yeah, he just wandered <laughs> into there. Into there? What? The Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl is further west, right. from what I understand. Right, sure.
0: And that was a thing that was bad because of the dust. Here's the thing, Josh. I've heard the term Dust Bowl a lot. Cannot really remember what it was what the deal was. There was this book I read in in elementary school called Ask the Dust. And I think it was about that. It was like
1: a bad time. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, (laughs) it was an issue around farming. And like a period of severe dust storms.
0: Oh, so it literally had to do with dust.
1: We should Google it to be sure.
0: You know what? The internet is right here.
1: (laughs) Economic depression coupled with extended drought, unusually high temperatures, poor agricultural practices, I'm right. And the result- John's right, and the resulting wind erosion all contributed to making the Dust Bowl. Because, like, the thing I think about a lot, weirdly, is uh, the movie Interstellar. Okay, so like in in when they're in the Midwest and like it's just corn and dust, like yeah. that kind of feels like the Dust Bowl.
0: So it has to do with the in dust. descriptions. Yeah, it's not a football game.
1: That's for sure. It sounds like uh, garbage time. To garbage be alive time in the Midwest yeah, for sure. The second question: Are you close friends? Cheryl does not answer this question. And Archie says he's friends with everyone?
0: Yeah, and so therefore anyone well, I'm the be main acceptable. character? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the last question is, do you understand the concept of marriage?
0: Love and marriage. I don't know if they say that. I can't remember. No,
1: his concept of marriage is remaining faithful. Although, as he says, it goes against our nature as men. Great. If Cheryl works hard, she can prevent that. Cool. I love that. And that's... And so those, those, those reactions to those three questions prove to the patriarchy that they're ready for marriage. He signs off. Love it. So um, Archie and Cheryl get milkshakes together.
0: Which is nice. They should be friends.
1: That's like weirdly not an option yeah. for Cheryl.
0: I know, it's okay It's
1: all or nothing with this girl
0: Because when she gives him like the goodbye and the convertible It's very like, and I'll never see you again And then it's-
1: she drives around the block to the coffee <laughs> shop She goes downstairs they, uh, He he tests out the names Mr. and Mrs. Andrews And she throws them in her mouth a little bit um, She asks if he really wants this And she's uh, like, sure, I wouldn't mind marrying you Archie. Like, well, it'll be a goof.
0: Oh my God. He's so silly. He's such a silly little goose.
1: So he catches Betty up.
0: Betty's like, oh, okay. Yeah. What does be- Betty we- say? What does she say?
1: Betty, uh, uh, asks him why he's doing this. And
0: he, he's like, I think I could save her.
1: Yeah. And maybe it'll help him find his purpose in life. Okay. Which I said, oh no.
0: Guitar or, uh, what's the other one? Football. None of those things are purposes. It's like, now
1: now it's just making me think of how many relationships start out of that same thing of like...
0: I'll find my purpose in you. Uh,
1: Bummer. I'll, I can protect you, keep you safe. I'll find my purpose in being with you.
0: I mean, it's kind of like surprising that that's a thing without somebody needing to be like pregnant or something. And like you don't know her and you didn't actually have sex with her. So there's really no risk. It is like, like the <laughs>
1: entire... Both families in this are reacting like... Archie and, and and Cheryl are going through what Midge and Hanks right, exactly. are going through. But instead they're like, they might have had sex once. We gotta get them married. Exactly. We cannot take any risks on this. It's
0: really weird. And Mary, the thing with, I felt like Mary should have pushed back a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it's weird how she just kind of bows to the pressure.
0: Yeah, and it didn't even seem like that much pressure like it wasn't like penelope blossom came to her house and was like it's not like we got to
1: see the scene yeah where penelope and cliff try to strong arm her into their kids marrying but maybe that would have been a good scene that would have been a scene she probably would have done really well with
0: well there was that weird scene not weird scene but funny scene where penelope was like At least they both have red hair. And I was like, that's what it's been about this whole whole time, time. From the beginning. Keep the weird incestuous blossom line going. They
1: need that as part of the brand. Well, Cliff sits Archie and Cheryl down to tell them what their storylines will look like from now on. Great. Archie, uh, since you're dating Cheryl, your storylines all happen here in the Cheryl ha- in the Blossom House, and they're all dealing with Blossom plotlines. Right. And Archie says, "Well, I have my own storylines in my house." Ooh. And they say, "It's not really going to work anymore. No, you don't get those." Tony signed off on this. Perfect. Great. So uh, Archie looks at a postcard from California,
0: mm.
1: and Cheryl looks at a postcard from Niagara Falls
0: none of them seem like good options
1: not really sure what niagara falls represents in this case
0: i did you you saw obviously don't worry darling everyone like honeymooned in niagara falls like it was like i think it was like sea island or niagara falls is this
1: part of that train story that's only really in one scene of the movie
0: yes it it was like oh you met him by bending down i'm telling you that scene
1: where chris pine chris pine comes to family dinner yeah reshoot interesting like it's gotta be it's so weird it comes right after a different party scene that feels like the climax of the movie yeah. and she just confronts him over all of the same information again
0: well I think we've established that maybe not the best movie in the world it's not uh, it's not
1: <laughs> super um, it wasn't super well produced
0: I think a lot of it was COVID and a lot of it was the script didn't quite work well enough in my opinion to shoot as right. it was
1: right I yes My thing about Don't Worry Darling is that it is too soft on Harry Styles the entire time. Interesting. It it spends the entire movie giving him the benefit of the doubt. She doesn't try to escape until he betrays her. Right. But he's always betrayed her. Moment one, I don't trust that guy. Right, exactly. So why does she spend... and, and, And the audience can't. And the only reason I could think of for why the director would... Would play that out as long as it plays out is unfortunately the stuff I know about what happened behind the scenes.
0: I don't think so. I think that the I think that the script itself, so the original script that I sent you, Yeah, right, he's yeah. he's even worse. He's so much worse. And so much more obviously bad from the get-go, like abusive right. within the world. Right. I do think that the change that they made in having him be this kind of attractive Handsome man. Because it was originally supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. So the same script, the rewritten script was And Shia,
1: Shia can get cleaned up pretty well. Yeah,
0: definitely definitely can get cleaned yeah, up pretty well. That actually
1: would have been really good casting. Terrible person though. I know, I know. why. but well, it would have been <laughs> such good casting.
0: I think it was good casting until a lot of bad things happened. Until but,
1: they asked them to do an American accent and then midway through they're like, just just kidding. Just but kidding. you do have to do the same accent now.
0: It's very confusing. But I will say, I think that It works better, not because you're not suspicious of him, but because it's so much more obvious that this person is shitty if he is shitty from the get-go. And then it's like, oh, so he's also shitty in present time and keeping you captive, but he's keeping you captive in the 1950s. So it's more interesting if it feels like a, oh, it is a choice. Do I wanna stay in this like perfect life that I am enjoying or do I wanna go back to the life where I have a purpose and I'm actually doing the thing that I love and I'm helping people? So that that is interesting to me.
1: They had a unique opportunity where she could have actually escaped. Yes. Learned that halfway through the movie. Yes. And then had a, had an opportunity, or maybe some kind of desire, or I don't I don't know. I don't at that point you're off the rails, but like something to pull her back in and have more of like a just it's 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 so long before the final act.
0: And you know it the whole time. <laughs> and
1: the entire movie you're waiting for. How do we get out of here?
0: You know what I think have you ever seen the thing with Passengers, the movie Passengers?
1: No, this is the one with Chris Pratt. Yes, this yeah, is a Chris- I read Passengers.
0: Okay, so the for everyone at home, the premise of Passengers is that Passengers is Chris Pratt, lonely on spaceship, wakes up before everyone else, knows he's going to basically die alone on a spaceship. Because his pod malfunctioned while they're going to like a planet 200 years away or something. Right. So he decides he's going to wake up another beautiful woman on the ship. Not tell her, oh, I woke you up. And then they can just, you know, live a life together. Yeah,
1: he he stares at a sleeping woman and is like, I think I love this girl. Right,
0: it's very weird. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But people were saying that is actually a good movie if you just reverse the order of things and change his perspective. Instead of it being Chris Pratt is lonely, wakes up Jennifer Lawrence... Jennifer Lawrence is the protagonist. She wakes up with Chris Pratt there who says, I also woke up mysteriously. What is going on? I don't know. And then they fall in love. They have all the things. And then...
1: Then she learns?
0: She learns and it becomes like a psychological... Or not a psychological thriller, but it's a thriller. And but he, he, was,
1: was, he, he would be the bad guy in He's that the scenario? bad guy, yeah. Yes. that sounds like a good movie. really good movie, actually. Yeah,
0: exactly. Much more fun. And then it's kind of like Don't Worry Darling... With a, you could do the same thing with Don't Worry Darling. I'm you pitching
1: this on Mike? You should be writing this. Because it's
0: not my idea and somebody else has <laughs> made the very successful YouTube video about this. But it's a good way to like think of story where it's like, what would be the more interesting order, even if it's the same
1: story. So Archie tells Cheryl that he can't marry her. Bummer. Nobody. Nobody should be in Blossom storylines.
0: <laughs> Trapped in the house forever. He
1: does have another plan, though. Let's move.
0: With no money. No
1: resources. I braces. have nothing. You do have things. We could move (laughs) out west to ranch or, I don't know, Cheryl, you could be a folk singer. And she says, oh, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cheryl is like the one person who hasn't really sang that much on this show.
1: It is weird how little of this episode deals with Cheryl's perspective on any of it.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: But she really wills herself to be into this plan, but... Tony is listening.
0: Well, I will say they do give Cheryl's perspective. It's clear how Cheryl feels about this in that scene with Tony. Yeah. Madeline is doing Madeline is doing amazing face work. Yeah,
1: she's doing really good work. Yeah. Yeah. Tony tells Cheryl not to run away with Archie. She uh, she knows Cheryl does not love Archie. Cheryl does think he's a great person who's nothing like her family. And that is so true. And that is. Really, what she thinks she deserves, I think, or the best she thinks she can get. Yeah. Um, Tony's and also not. Tony like her says family. that eventually, Sherry. Huh.
0: Tony's not like her family at all. Correct. Ding, ding, ding.
1: And eventually, Cheryl will have to look in the mirror and face who she is. Archie, in an excellent jacket, <laughs> is awaiting Cheryl, and then she pulls up in a convertible, looking like a starlet. She looks amazing. Yeah. And she's doing, like, all movie star, like, I can't go with you. <laughs> you were just a pipe dream and a fantasy. Loved it. Uh, and she says, he'll find some girl. Maybe even she lives next door. And he's like, in, my in- mom? And she's like, no, Betty, what?
0: <laughs> in this bedroom next door? And we did I go, go to dance
1: the... with my mom? Yeah, we did
0: go to the dance together. So it's fine, I think. Very weird. No. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of incest
1: jokes. <laughs> Most of them were spurned by me, so it's okay. But we'll... Cheryl goes to see Tony and gives her a copy of the famous book, The Cost of Pepper.
0: I love that book. Yeah. I have not read Cost of Pepper. It's not a real book. It is actually The Price of Salt by Patricia Highsmith of uh, talented Mr. Ripley fame.
1: My sister texted me apparently laughing so hard at this. It did nothing to me.
0: (laughs) You're like, I didn't find it that funny. Okay. I clocked it immediately. I did not think it was hilarious, but I did think it was clever. So um, for those of you who are not aware, Price of Salt is uh, the book that Carol is based on. The movie Carol. The movie Carol. Jacob's favorite film. film. If, yeah, if you know
1: <laughs> people on film Twitter.
0: Carol's a big deal. Huge for them. Deal. That's with Rooney Mara, Kate yeah. Blanchett.
1: Um, the titular um, Carol.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Other people don't matter as much as those two no. people who are in it. But I guess, oh, I'm sorry. That's not true. Sarah Paulson is also in it. She matters. That,
1: that man from Friday Night Lights.
0: Kyle Chandler yeah
1: Kyle Chandler who always who who just has the face of an abusive husband he's so nice on Friday Night Lights though
0: good movie I am personally prone to The Talented Mr. Ripley which is also a book by Patricia Highsmith I believe she was a lesbian
1: in real life right isn't the point of The Price of Salt is that it's a lesbian story with a happy ending Yes. So why do you prefer The Talented Mr. Ripley?
0: Because I love that movie. The Talented Mr. Do you want me to give the whole thing? Well,
1: I'm just. I let's assume that there's absolutely no reason Tony would want to hand Cheryl a copy of The Talented Mr. Ripley.
0: Oh, there's no reason. (laughs) No. No. You've seen it? No. No. You should watch it. I don't Uh want to spoil it for you, actually. Okay. It's really great. Hey, hey, look, I remembered Carol.
1: It's a story about lesbians and. I assume the cost of Pepper is the same.
0: Yeah, otherwise it would be a weird joke. Cheryl gets the end of
1: the book and is like, if you like this, you should also read The Price of Salt. Oh my God.
0: It's a a trilogy, actually. Uh,
1: Yeah, but this will probably blow Cheryl's mind. Yes. Meanwhile, Archie struggles with a poem. (laughs) While staring out the window at Betty. And when he goes downstairs, he finds his mom with Uncle Frank, the trauma boy's back. Oh, and he is like, I'm going to kill you. He looks like he's (laughs) responsible for trauma now.
0: Yeah, so...
1: He lost his penis from World War II. (laughs)
0: That's that's trauma. I totally (laughs) forgot that him and Alice were a thing. And now I'm wondering... That's not a
1: thing here. It's
0: not a thing here. I don't think we needed Uncle Frank. I'm gonna be I honest. Was
1: pretty happy without him. Yeah, I I'd mean, rather marry. It's
0: <laughs> not a problem that he's here, I guess. But I'm like, what is the story gonna be? because he's not a mercenary in this world because that would be weird.
1: Also, like, I just feel like Archie could tell his mom that this didn't happen and she'd be like, cool, yeah, I hate the Blossoms. Let's protect Cheryl. (laughs) Right. Why why is, (laughs) why, why are, you did it, you lamp. You did this to yourself. (laughs) I know.
0: The thing is, Archie never questions why Cheryl needs protecting. No, he
1: never looks into it.
0: So he's like, she must just need to get married. And
1: damn it, I'll be there for her. Exactly.
0: And you know what? good. Good man, but stupid man.
1: Mm. Sorry, Archie. Stupid, beautiful, good stupid, man. Stupid, beautiful, good man. It's time to consider. Bughead? Bughead.
0: I love Bughead. What a, what a world. I made an accidental quiz on our Instagram where I was trying to make a poll, but I made a quiz, uh-huh. and the, and it was, "What do you think of Bughead?" And it was like, "Yes or no." <laughs> and it was it was like the first one was like, "I love them," and that was the right answer. And then the other ones were like, "It's okay."
1: Oh, you had a right or wrong
0: exactly. And then people clicked on it, and then there was like wrong answer. And it was an accident, but I it happened to be the correct answer. Yeah, ship it. Love it. This is the thing that made sense from the beginning, and it should have been a thing. Anyway, please continue.
1: Ethel and Jughead are the prime suspects.
0: Doesn't make any sense that Jughead's a suspect,
1: but well, he, had, sure. he had that. He had that damn picture. So uh, Sheriff Heller.
0: <laughs> were they killed in a meat? Did someone drive like a meat grinder into the I don't house? Know, we
1: haven't seen any bodies.
0: Very weird. Maybe because they were grinded. No.
1: Like, Gross. It would be funny if in all of this like, of course it wasn't a milkman. They're like, what happened to the bodies? Drowned in milk. <laughs> oh
0: no. Ugh. It's definitely hell, right? I think it's a... I have a new theory. Okay. Sheriff Keller. Julian
1: Now that the original killer is back on the table, I think it could oh, be Cliff or Julian. Oh, yes. Okay. I have reasons to believe either one.
0: Makes more, sense.
1: More narrative meta reasons than anything uh, uh, evidence-wise in the show.
0: Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Sheriff Keller takes Jughead and Ethel to the station, the long way past Veronica's locker. <laughs> Ethel is catatonic when Veronica comes over to make sparks with Jughead right in front of her. I love it.
0: It's so fucked up because <laughs> Ethel loves Jughead. She doesn't care that much about Ethel.
1: They need to find an alibi, and Veronica puts on her, quote, Nora Charles, unquote, hat to find the town coroner. Creepy doctor? Isn't on, on off screen. Bummer. Uh, Jughead. Jughead tells her he read The Thin Man, and she's like, "I know."
0: So The Thin Man is like a comedy mystery um, where it's like a detective and he and his like heiress wife. Yeah, it's
1: like it's like one of the iconic mystery novels. I think. Yeah, I should read it. Yeah, genuinely. Veronica proves to Sheriff Keller that Jughead was at the dance during the murders. There's
0: like three hundred witnesses. I'm yeah. not really sure why this is at all a question. Right. He was in
1: the room when Ethel came in, so Right,
0: it doesn't make sense. But I mean he could have planned the murder. Yeah. But there's not evidence for that either.
1: Uh when they grab dinner together, by the way, Jughead's eating so much more this season, and it's all I've ever wanted.
0: Yeah. You've got to think. Do to you that. remember
1: at the end of season 1 they triumphantly tweeted Jughead eats a burger in the season finale.
0: Oh wow. But he eats so many burgers. He's in the a comments. cartoon
1: character. What are you talking about? Yeah. Now I'm hungry. So Jughead got the truth from Ethel. She was being <laughs> raped
0: by oh, Julian Blossom. Yeah.
1: He he calls it something much more fun, but it sure sounds like yeah. uh, uh an intimate experience turned uh, sexual assault. Uh, turned into sexual assault and she had to leave.
0: Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, Julian's a monster. I take back everything I said about him. Yeah, remember
1: when you said you liked him?
0: No, I don't like him now at all. Now that I know, he's
1: (laughs) dead to me. Justice for Ethel. Jughead discovers his train car has been ransacked, and Hot Dog is missing.
0: So we just aren't... He lives in a train... Is there a bathroom in the train car? Unclear. Where is he going to the bathroom? Why does nobody care about this man? Veronica's like, let me put you up in a giant... Veronica's
1: like, you want to stay with me? He's like, I really prefer my train car. She's like, can I make it a nice train car? Right, he's like,
0: okay. And he's
1: like, I don't like that. (laughs) Poor Jughead. So Jughead and Veronica confront Julian, who says it would be unseemly for a Blossom to do what he did. And then Veronica asks, but you did do it. Why? (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, man. Men.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Julian sucks.
1: Jughead, he, he goes to punch Julian, but in such a way where like, like an old timey boxer with a mustache, he, he puts him up right in front of his face and sucks old Julian right in his jaw. I was
0: so prepared to not like Jughead this season And Jughead is the best.
1: Turns out, yeah, Jughead and Cole are really locked into whatever this is. Yeah, he's a fan of it. You know, he put down his cigarette. Oh my god. Oh (laughs) my god. He really figured it out. That
0: interview with Jughead. That's
1: disastrous for Cole's reputation. All I see is bits about it. The facts. I have not seen it. I've only seen memes about it.
0: I, there especially I watched it a lot
1: lily's current boyfriend doing bits oh, about it
0: labrea boy jack martin who i knew from tiktok before i knew him from La Brea. right but
1: you do keep calling him labrea boy because i made the mistake of watching three episodes of labrea exactly
0: so now you know labrea boy
1: not any i don't watch more we we don't have to we can
0: just pretend like that... i'm
1: genuinely <laughs> and then i'm like what do you mean a second season of labrea uh, La other people watched labrea
0: Does that mean something outside of La Brea, the street that we all drive on in Los Angeles? Like, is that, like, a term for, like, giraffe? I know there's La Brea Tar Pits. It means the tar. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you actually been to the La Brea Tar Pits? I've been near it also and not
1: to it. Right. I've smelled it.
0: Yes. That's good
1: enough. Yeah. But I prefer the LACMA.
0: Yeah. It's all kind of there. It's all kind of in the same place.
1: So Julian tells Sheriff Keller the truth, and they're able to sign Ethel out into Alice's care
0: that's a bad idea what? terrible idea be in prison instead what would Alice do? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see what the sisters of quiet mercy are like in this universe.
1: So, like Jughead and Veronica grab happy milkshakes together, which happy is fun milkshakes. because this is immediately after they cut from Cheryl and Archie getting sad milkshakes. Together. <laughs> oh, and, babies! And uh, they call each other Nick and Nora, obviously because they're talking about Nick and Nora's infinite playlist, playlist starring Michael, Sarah, and uh, what's her name? Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings, who
0: is a Marvel actress, I do like. They
1: do kind of have similar. Vibes to both of them. I
0: absolutely agree with that. Yes. Yeah,
1: you could recast Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist with the cast of Riverdale, and I would like that movie more. You don't like that movie? I said I would like it more. Oh, do you like that movie though? It's fine. I've saw it once in theaters. Oh, I love that
0: movie. I was I'm pretty loyal to that film. Nora I'm being carried. I love that. No, nothing. No,
1: it, the, I remember one moment. Girl kisses on a window and then they later wipe wipers the kiss off of the window yes and i guess there's there's playlists or there's music there's 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 cassettes is there cassettes? no playlists
0: there's music in it i don't actually think they make no they, there is tapes she makes mixed cds yeah it's like a thing yeah, yeah. i love the movie good movie
1: i'm not shocked i knew you would know it
0: yeah of course very much my movie
1: Veronica asks Jughead to walk her home, but he was planning to sleep at the diner. Yikes. Hate when that happens.
0: Why was he going to sleep at the
1: diner? Because he doesn't want to go home because it was broken into. Right. Okay. And so she invites him to the Pembroke Pembroke, and does not take no for an answer.
0: I mean, they have to have a second bedroom and bathroom, right? It's working
1: very well. Yeah. 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 Like, they don't have to be in love. They can just be roommates. I totally agree, but it does seem like they want each other. Yeah. Uh, Jughead makes breakfast. There's something extremely pure about lonely Veronica. Yeah. Like, the problem was always giving her parents for some reason.
0: I know. It's really lovely. I the, the performances are good. The
1: relationship between them is cute. So, I guess my thing is, like, is this a Veronica who is taking on Jughead as a challenge to not think about her own problems? Or... Is he allowing herself some some kind of freedom that she didn't have before?
0: I really hope that she genuinely likes him because they yeah. have a lot in common. It does
1: seem like she's more enjoying the time spent than anything. Yeah. Uh and he makes breakfast for her, she asks to walk to school together, but he's not going. So she <laughs> skips as well. He's gonna get hot dog and she's going to fix his train car. By that, I mean she calls Bobby Burke from Queer Eye to come <laughs> in and fix the train car in four hours. It
0: looks great. Yeah,
1: it looks like something out of like a 1920s movie. But it would
0: cost so much money if it was in LA. Think about that. You had a train car in the middle of LA. Very expensive.
1: Oh my god. It's the ghost train.
0: Imagine. Oh
1: my god.
0: Okay, so the ghost train, that, we didn't have been, didn't
1: We never, it never it. pulled into station.
0: We never saw it. It was alluded to... He didn't even
1: get... There were too many MacGuffins, right? He had a comet. He had a ghost train. He had a war.
0: That was crazy. I can't believe that season. I had a lot of fun, but that season was crazy. It's
1: really hard, now that we're outside of it, to comprehend everything that happened in that season.
0: And it's so weird because that was the Riverdale that, like was so different from the previous Riverdales.
1: It feels like ever... The time jump, just like every season...
0: Different. Five,
1: six, and seven is like, what's something like progressively crazier thing they can do? Yes. Like, like the time jump was like, what's a normal way to reboot Riverdale? Smart. And then the superheroes like, what's an insane way to reboot Riverdale? And then 1950s is like, what is we have nothing to lose yeah
0: exactly <laughs> uh,
1: what's what's something no one would have ever allowed us to do
0: <laughs> i really love this this is this is the it's best to insane me.
1: how well this is working yeah yeah
0: it's great this is the best season i think i've seen since season one I'm gonna just say that yeah yeah
1: um still time to mess it up veronica would much rather jughead come back to the pembroke or to be honest the way she stares she just doesn't want to be alone in the pembroke right she's so just stay you know ask hey can i hang for a little while
0: do you ever have a friend though who is like like you and the friend they like love each other like all good but like they're an independent person and this is how jughead is to me like i feel like jughead is just like I love you, not love, but I really like you, Veronica, and I like spending time with you, but when I need to be, like, alone, you better fucking yeah, let me be is, alone. That is, unfor-
1: that is me. That's who yeah. I am. <laughs> I
0: think you're less like that than some people, but that's not a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. I can be like that, too, but there are some people, right. like Veronica, who's it like... It does seem like yeah. it would be
1: something that Veronica would not react well to. Right, exactly. Which would be a really fun thing to challenge her in a relationship, yeah. um, if this if this decides to go any further. One no, thing... I mean, if- I, mean, I mean, there is one more scene where it does go further.
0: One thing about me is I love. I have a homing device. Like after a night out, I'm like, I'm just going home.
1: Oh, I thought <laughs> homing device. I thought it was like because you're tracking all of your friends at all times.
0: I do that with my parents. I'll be like, How's Costco? It's normal. No, nope,
1: that's not, not health. Don't like to do. that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so
1: Jughead tells Veronica how Ethel was sent to the evil nuns. We just <sighs> we nuns. just allow to exist, you know, as a society. Yeah. He feels like a failure. She assures him he saved her, but she doesn't mean Ethel.
0: No. She's like, who's
1: Ethel? And and <laughs> who's and Ethel? And <laughs> Jughead's like, just a friend. Uh, Veronica means herself, and Aww. they kiss. What? Oh my god. What?
0: At first, not I... in
1: a hot tub to prove something.
0: No. At first, I thought that Jughead was not into it, but then he says like, "Wow" or something, and I was like, "Oh, he actually is into it." Yeah. Interesting noted It's cute
1: that's the end of the episode
0: i liked it i loved it everything about it just worked for me and i'm so happy that they are doing this remix
1: uh do you got someone 50s fab fashion
0: i thought veronica <clears throat> crushed it there's like a plaid not plaid but checker print black and white top mm-hmm. or sh- dress i guess that i just thought really worked but yeah. i also like betty's matching like blue but not paisley but like some floral pattern that also had a matching headband yeah
1: i think uh, fang successfully pulled off two different looks this week i also really want archie's jacket from when he gets stood up at the bus that's fun guess Um, who's back we got cliff cliff's back with a new wig that is better. it's fine it's okay it still looks like a wig and (laughs) frank's back with a mustache I like his look. Unlike Hiram with a mustache, this version seems worse.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm into it, kind of. He's
1: in his mean mode. That's all I'm saying. I don't
0: know what that means.
1: Well, he's coming and being like, I'm going to be evil today. Oh. And then, like some days he's like, I'm just sad and I don't have a penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. You're right. That that does happen. It is canon. So, for As sure. As we
1: all know. And then we got kind of the usuals. Who's our uh, best boy, best person, best in show in Riverdale?
0: I mean, Veronica kind of crushed it. Tony also helped with the pregnant frog. I agree. Everyone... I think Veronica was more
1: helpful than usual this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, so was Betty with Kevin. She was supportive. Archie True. was not you doing know. What? Great. I'm gonna
1: give it to Tony, even yeah, though it feels she like gets... she's gonna get it a lot. Yeah, she gets which it every is, week. Which is a little bit frustrating that her job is seems to be supporting everybody everyone. else. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But I thought everybody was except for Alice, was pretty chill. The parents sucked. Everyone else, though.
1: Parents are bad this week. Yeah. yeah. The kids were good.
0: So you said you had a theory about Ethel's murder? Rumor mill?
1: I guess my 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 take is it does seem like they're doing the remix thing. And yeah. And it's uh, playing out very subtly where it's just like little slight variations on stuff we've seen. You know, instead of Polly trying to run off with Jason having the pregnancy, getting picked up by the nuns and all that. Yeah. Ethel is doing some kind of like backwards version of that. Whereas also Midge has the pregnancy happening right now. And, and if you really want to remix it up, you have, you know, Cliff Blossom was the murderer in the first season. There was always the thing of like the adults were the bad guys early on. But like maybe if they want to change that up, Julian is also a clear option for that. Yeah. That's all. That's all I really got. It's not much.
0: Do you think that Julian Julian couldn't have killed them Well, I just case, think it's
1: convenient right? that Cliff wasn't in town. Interesting you
0: know yeah well i think ethel's parents from what i remember had an issue with was it Hiram or was it remember in the first season in the first season ethel's dad was like an alcoholic or something this is a very no i don't care about
1: that i don't know (laughs) no no
0: no. but there was like an issue that i think ethel hated veronica's dad because veronica's dad like screwed over
1: but he wasn't Right, but that wasn't yeah. that's a different person. No, you know? I
0: I yeah, know, but I'm just thinking if there's a remix, if there's like a if that's going to come back in some way. Cuz it's well, Veronica's dad. How...
1: Prob- she hates Omiha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. My
0: dad really hated, really really hated, hated Omiha.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I'm like her parents are dead. What are you talking about? No, no, no,
0: I mean like maybe it's it's just weird how much we see we see so little of Ethel and yet I feel like I know so much about her family.
1: <laughs> I it Ethel feels like a character who is centered because we have presumed familiarity. Yes. Mostly because of the work that Stranger Things did for Shannon Purser. Yeah. More than anything Riverdale ever did. Because this character feels like she's constantly getting shafted.
0: I know. But I really like her. I really think she's like a fun addition to the Riverdale crew. I loved her in the Jughead Paradox. It would be
1: interesting if they did add her to the crew. She doesn't get scenes with anyone other than Jughead.
0: I know. It would be fun if she got like actually something to do. Like she's freed from prison, dealing
1: with the trauma. Are you kidding? We have a two part storyline of her living in Betty's house (laughs) and they don't get a single scene together? Bummer. Why? We'll see.
0: I'm thinking that though the Sisters of Quiet Mercy's not gonna work out for her.
1: No. So like really <laughs> the question is at this point, Ethel, a character who they're not talking to enough for her to know what she's like in this fifties version, other than the same but into fifties sci-fi. <laughs> is she going to die at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Are we gonna uh... try to rescue her from the Qu- Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Our best friend who we don't know very well. <laughs>
0: yes, our best friend. Like I'm like
1: not excited for that either.
0: I'm very curious what the Sisters of Quiet Mercy are going to look like in the 50s and if they're just going to be exactly the same.
1: I'm so not interested in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy.
0: It does feel like a holdover from... Like
1: They were see, already a throwback nun cult. Yeah. They were already a nun cult that you would see in something out of the 50s. So, like, what is what What's, new ground is there to do? Yeah, they're,
0: like, extra homophobic and, like, extra bad at taking care of teen moms. Right, right. Maybe I, they'll be great. I don't what, know. what if they're just, like, really
1: chill? This is, like, the same thing that happened in Teen Wolf. They introduced this Eichen House, which is, like, is the this? scary Arkham Asylum for God. monsters in town. And ever since they they introduced it it's then been like the source of all the worst storytelling things was like we have to keep going back to this place can we not i hate it here
0: they just gotta literally burn it down at some point that's all i want yeah
1: truly i want this show to end with a fire burning down riverdale and the sets and the entire uh, cw stages in canada where they shoot all these shows so that the new owners have to start over from scratch
0: (laughs) i don't know if the cw is gonna ever look like how it did It's going to be reality TV. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I hope they fail. The CW? I hope thinking that you're going to make more money on a network by promoting cheaper reality TV and comedies and all that. I hope they fail. Yeah. I hope they fail. Yeah.
0: Yeah, No, I agree.
1: I liked the CW. I thought it was the only channel that was making TV the way it should be made.
0: Interesting. No, I understand what you're saying though. One, it's just fun. Number one, it's continuously fun. It's also episodic. And at the same time, yeah. it's just fun. So it was, it was <laughs> those are the three things I got.
1: Characters you liked and episodic problems and going through time with them. By the last year, most of my favorite CW shows weren't yeah, on or I had given up on a few of them. So I guess I'm not perfect in that regard. But like there was a time period.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me, it was like my whole not childhood, I guess. Like, pre-teen to teen years, it was, like, the CW was, like, Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill. Um, Are
1: you sure? That's WB, isn't it?
0: No. Gossip Girl was CW first. One Tree Hill, I think, was WB for a little bit, but then it lived most of its yeah, life on I'm CW.
1: like, Smallville was WB. Gilmore Girls was WB. Yeah.
0: I feel like we were... A Supernatural
1: li- started as WB and crossed over.
0: I think we were a little bit young for the true era of WB, which was, like, Dawson's Creek and Buffy. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. But...
0: I was like, kind of like, right in that gap of like where it became the CW. That was when I started like watching it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so what are you watching now?
1: Today was the Picard finale, which was kind of incredible and also surprise, It was secretly the showrunner's pitch for his own spinoff show that oh, he wants to do. But that's not even the one I want to talk about. Beth just got me onto this show called The Company You Keep. Or we keep, they keep.
0: I saw a movie with that title, but I don't think it's the same thing. It's a show.
1: It's called The Company You Keep. It's on ABC.
0: Wow. Oh my God, it's a Milo Ventimiglia show. So I
1: was surprised. Duh. That was what I was going to surprise you with.
0: Oh, John, I knew. Milo
1: Ventimiglia is in this show. Who does he play?
0: Milo Ventimiglia. A man
1: who loves his family. Oh, wow. What does the family do?
0: Go through multiple generations of trauma until they all have their own kids and then it becomes a multi-generational story? Crime. Crime, okay. They're con artists. They're con artists, that's
1: fun. Con artists. Yeah, good show. His wife, also a con artist. He's married? He's, he's, he's engaged. Oh. But guess what?
0: There's an FBI agent that he falls in love with instead?
1: She cons him. The wife
0: cons the him? The wife
1: cons him. She runs okay. off with the money. He goes on the honeymoon alone to get over it. That's fun. Then he meets this woman there.
0: CIA agent.
1: CIA TV. I saw all
0: the trailers Yeah So But that's exciting It's a good show It's worth it
1: It's a, It's like a network show That you can get behind Yeah Okay
0: cool I do like that I like a network it's, show
1: It's like leverage With What was
0: leverage about?
1: Con artists and thieves
0: Okay Stealing stuff Yeah Etc. Etc.
1: Taking down rich people
0: I do like that That's fun Yeah
1: But this has more of a Romance element and, That sounds fun. And again uh, Milo Ventimiglia
0: so question Who loves his family. Who, but they're all bad.
1: No, they're, they're we love them. They're they're okay. good.
0: They're good thieves. I like yes, that term. Yes, Yes, right. They're
1: good thieves. Yeah. In that they support each other and their family Right. they're thieving.
0: They're not like murder thieves. No, they would never do that. They would never do it. They're, they're con good, artists, not right. murderers. That's fun. I mean you can always get behind a con, con artist because if the con is good, you're like impressed, even if they take your money. <laughs> you know? Have you ever really like, been conned? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's good for you. Yeah. What well, was this? Is some, yeah. Have you been called? Just in dumb ways. Like I once mailed a $100 bill to China to get a fake ID that I clearly obviously never got because I mailed cash to China. <sighs> that was the dumbest thing I think I've ever done in my entire life. But you're desperate.
1: This guy in China just
0: cash. Exactly. Exactly. Why does it make any? It's so dumb. You know what? It's fine. I've forgiven myself. The hardest thing to do is forgive yourself.
1: And what are you watching?
0: Okay, so did I mention jury duty?
1: Is this the freebie show? I'm. Or uh, you had jury duty.
0: I know. Oh my god. No, I. Well, okay. Fun fact about me: is the only time I was ever called for jury duty was for an extremely high-profile celebrity murder case, and I did not go on that jury. Which is
1: where you met your celebrity enemy. Oh no, that's the murderer who got away (laughs) with it.
0: Yeah, she got (laughs) away with it. Everyone. No, but you never know. (laughs) Life is long. Anyway, so no. Um, this is a show on freebie. It is about a guy who signs up to be on a documentary about jury duty. Little does he know everyone around him are actors. It works so well, mainly because the guy they chose, Ronald, is genuinely like the nicest person, but not nice in like a fake performative way. So nice that you can just tell he's, like, a very genuine guy. Yeah. So uh, there is a moment where there's this... Um, they're all improv actors, by the way. Like, all of them are, like, excellent improv actors.
1: And James Marsden.
0: And James Marsden, who is, as I've learned, an excellent improver. But so he... So the guy is... um, There's this guy that's, like, kind of supposed to be, like, a he invents things, right? He, like, constantly is, like, inventing, like, a stool that he's going to sit on and, like... Like, kind of stupid inventions. And, like, that's the bit that he's, like making all these like inventions that are actually like really annoying. They're like huge and they're burdensome and everyone is like, he's in the way constantly. So the point of it was like, oh, you're going to get this guy to be like so annoyed by all these, like this guy and his annoying fucking inventions. Ronald shows this guy a bug's life because he's like, Flick is an inventor. And I wanted to show him that those people tend to be misunderstood by society, even though they have really great ideas
1: is that it's nice? nice, yeah. It's
0: so like
1: nice. I did see, I did see some stuff on this where, because in the past there's been some reality TV shows where there's one person who doesn't know what's going on and mm-hmm. everyone else is in on the joke, and the joke is usually the person. Is, and yeah, in this case, exactly. it's it's good because we're not making fun of this guy we're more like celebrating him and having him interact with a bunch of weirder characters
0: exactly like the point of it is and james marson and james marson he is never the butt of the joke and i think that's important it's never like let's get him in a situation where he looks stupid or he makes a really stupid choice it's like how is he going to react to like the crazy around him right. and it's so well executed because they're sequestered so he doesn't have any access to like anything But then they'll go to like Margaritaville for like a a outing, like a jury outing. Mm -hmm. And they'll place all the actors in the Margaritaville. So it's like, oh, okay. So not only are these 12 people that I'm with acting weird, it's like, now I'm in the real world and like everyone is also like acting weird. It's so smart. All the actors are just so talented and it's hilarious and I just love it and I have to wait now because Ian's at Coachella so now I have to wait to watch it.
1: If it makes you feel any better I hear Frank Ocean isn't playing the second weekend of Coachella. I heard that.
0: You know what? I'm um, going to be honest guys. I don't Know anything about Frank Ocean? I think the thing,
1: <laughs> so like this, someone's gonna laugh at me because like sure. clearly I don't know anything about Coachella, but same. it's the same set two weekends in a row.
0: I the same
1: exact show two weekends in a row.
0: I don't know <clears> about <throat> that. I genuinely <throat> just don't
1: know. <clears throat> it's the same lineup both weekends.
0: I but don't do you go? I, okay, so here's my thinking of why that would be a thing. If that is a thing, you can't obviously go um, do everything. I don't, like You're not going to be able to see all the bands because there's like a thousand bands.
1: Yeah, but that's just part of music festivals. Right.
0: So maybe that's why they're like, oh, give everyone the opportunity who wants to go see... who." If you want to go see both weekends...
1: No, you'll... totally. How did they book these people for two weekends it's... in a row to do the same thing?
0: I think just because it's the most... It's like the biggest in the world or the most prolific not prolific the you know i just yeah coolest I, uh are you a music festival person though
1: i have folk fest which is the perfect music festival the philadelphia folk fest which will not be open this year i'm sorry about that and again uh and i guess i could do edc once obviously if you're going to a festival the most fun thing you can do is camping which sometimes if you're camping at a festival, you don't even go to see the songs in the first place. But what I liked sure. about Fest was that, you know, you'd have all these smaller breakout stages and then there'd be the main stage at the end of the night. For someone like Coachella, I have no idea. It's probably so much bigger, so much... Huge. Everything, right. It's just, you know, you Fest would have, like, the headliner on Saturday and Sunday and Monday... In my brain, I just assumed they would get different acts for different weekends and be able to sell more tickets, right? Because who who's gonna buy tickets for both weekends of Coachella?
0: I think it's just such a huge festival that like you pick a weekend because they need the capacity. Like, a, like let's say it's up to like a million people. Like I think five hundred thousand people will go each weekend, as opposed to it being like like I think five hundred thousand different people go each weekend. Though I honestly don't know. Yeah. But anyway, not my thing. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. Just not my thing. But that's okay.
1: Yeah, so. If it well, is your thing. They but. can enjoy not seeing Frank Ocean on my birthday weekend. Have fun, <gasps> Ian.
0: I'm going to have a really good time, though, on your birthday. Mm. Not camping in the desert. Yeah. Oh, it's John's birthday. Hi. Hi. It was, I guess, John's birthday. Maybe. It
1: will have been.
0: <laughs> Depends on when this gets out. But either way, say happy birthday to John. Just alone in your rooms listening to this, if you want. Should we say goodbye to our friends?
1: Yeah, I did not watch the trailer for next week's episode.
0: I didn't Riverdale. either, but I kind of like being surprised now.
1: But there is a certain joy to the way the CW butchers cuts, cuts every single trailer. trailer for Riverdale. Yeah. pull it up.
0: Should we watch it on camera?
1: Yeah, on camera. On mic. On mic. Tales in a jugular vein.
0: What does that mean?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I've got a tale for you
0: to do his best done in darkness
1: come Reggie. join us oh god Betty well that was grotesque
0: okay so I think it's going to be like Jughead writing a comic book
1: I am convinced that the um person who cuts the promos for Riverdale has not watched Or is not aware (laughs) of what this season of Riverdale is about.
0: Maybe they just don't, they just get little scenes that like They're like 50s
1: music. 50s, 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 right. Synthwave. Okay, let's do it.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that works for me.
1: So next week on Riverdale, everyone does drugs, I guess. I don't know. That felt like a trip.
0: I think it might be Jughead tells individual stories. And it might be like one of those kinds of episodes. Like the Halloween episode where it's like. Everything is an individual story. Maybe. Tales from Juggler Bean is not a thing. That maybe. Is...
1: Maybe. Um, I don't. Don't get why, but sure. All right. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Anyway, guys. Over and out, River Vixens.